You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. differences that make a difference and the differences that don't make a difference. We had really trouble and fights and also pain about not being together, really. I felt so loved and welcomed by the Protestants that I knew. Getting to know more about her Catholic faith, it brings you deeper into the love of God. I think interchurch marriages are more typical now than they were just maybe five, ten years ago. I'm not in this relationship to make him Catholic. I'm in this relationship to grow in love with him. Can I envision a day of unity? In a certain way, I'm theologically obligated to envision it because Christ prayed for it. I would go down the street to the Catholic Church. I did not know the liturgy. I did not know the language, but I would cry and cry and cry. This was the Lord drawing me into the Catholic Church. We did understand that Amy becoming Catholic was not isolated to her but that God was calling us into a marriage of reconciliation. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. No need to clap for me or for uh, Mark <laughs> Teresi. And Father Greg Sagowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral in Chicago, and co-host Mark Teresi, executive director of the cathedral, our number 312-255-8408. And instead of a little introduction here, Mark, or we just talk back and forth, people are probably wondering what was that wonderful, terrific introduction. In the United States and elsewhere, Catholics are increasingly marrying other Christian or members of other faith traditions, Jews, Muslims, Hindus. These marriages provide pastoral challenges, but also gifts for our ongoing dialogue. Dan Olson, the director of the Office for Ecumenical and Interreligious Affairs, has done a lot of research on these mixed marriages. Dan joins the program to share what he has learned and discuss this topic of intermarriage more broadly. But beside Dan Olson, well, good morning, Dan. How are you? Morning, well, Father Greg. I'm doing great. Great it's to see, see you. And uh, here we are, I know, still you know, somewhat distant and it's always great to be with you. But we are also joined beside Dan Olson. Bridget Richardson is a producer and Max at Max Studios at the University of St. Thomas in Houston. She's Roman Catholic and married to Daniel, a member of the Church of Christ. So welcome to Bridget and to Dan. Welcome to the program this morning. Are you down in Houston right now? Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for joining us. Now, it must be Chicago has been very hot the last several days. Don't tell me Houston's been cooler. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Fortunately, it, it, well, 
I don't know, fortunately, but it is it is just as hot down here, believe us. <laughs> okay, it's kind of period in, in August in Houston. Uh, Dan, a question I have, and first of all, the tremendous first the first minute we listened to that uh, video with great audio. Uh, tell our listeners what was that? Which Dan? Dan Olson. That, yeah, that was a uh, documentary that was done. Um, by Vision Videos, uh, filming a couple of years back. And um, they told the story of three couples, including um, Bridget and Daniel, uh, and some of the gifts and challenges um, they've had in their life, but really how they've been able to bring us uh, and and speak toward unity within the home and unity in Christ and and the models they can provide for us. It's a wonderful documentary. Uh, I'd highly recommend it to listen to those narratives of, of those couples that are bringing us closer to Christ. Dan, in your doctoral dissertation, this was your topic. What drew you to this topic? You know, it came from my work in a parish outside of Milwaukee. Um, I met a number of couples who weren't quite sure how they were going to fit into the life of the parish. Is it going to be, um, whether it's around Eucharistic sharing or where to baptize their children? Um, so working with them and trying to figure out the best ways to integrate them into parish life led me to this topic in, from a theological perspective. And I've always been drawn to our understanding of the, the family as a domestic church. So how do those churches of the home that are mixed within different Christian denominations, how do they live out a life of Christ as a small church of the home? Those two things really drew me. Now, that's very interesting. Now, along those very same lines for uh, Bridget, and I guess we will differentiate Dan from Daniel, which makes it l- a little bit easier for which now. Is, which is which? Which, which is which? <laughs> uh, Daniel Richardson. Okay. So for Bridget and Daniel, Bridget, were you born and raised Catholic? Yes, I was. I am. <laughs> and then when you met Daniel, first of all, how did the two of you meet? Where'd you meet? We met in college at University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Okay, and the thing is, when all of a sudden the meeting and dating started, did it cross your mind, I'm sure early when you came to realize that Daniel is not Catholic, did that slow you down, or what was that the very beginning like? Well, I was already very heavily involved in the Christian Student Center on campus, and that was mostly like a Church of Christ group, but they recognized and welcomed all uh, Christian traditions at the Christian Student Center. And so the majority of my friends early on in college, well, throughout college, really, were um, Protestant, particularly Church of Christ, because, you know, I went to some of the, I went to Mass every Sunday still, I was the one person, you know, that would go to mass um, when they would usually go to their Sunday services. Um, but I do like Wednesday nights with them. I do all the events with them and they were my friend group. We went to movies together um, and I occasionally did some of the Catholic stuff, but uh, sometimes I didn't feel as welcome there. And I never felt that way at the Christian Student Center. So um, I'm a little older than Daniel. And when he started going to the Christian Student Center, we became friends quickly. And then we started dating eventually. And it, you know, it, the, the differences in our Christian traditions never really seemed like an obstacle because I had already been so welcomed by that group of friends and, you know, welcomed by just different people within Church of Christ. And they helped me understand that, you know, Christ is the center. And at first I was kind of like, oh, I'm Catholic. Am I allowed to be here? They're like, of course, you love Jesus? Like, come worship with us. So come join us. It was us. a beautiful experience. Now, along those same lines, Daniel, when you first met Bridget, 
being from the Church of Christ and Bridget, Roman Catholic, what went your th- through your mind as all of a sudden the relationship started blossoming and deepening? Uh, what, what, was, what were your images of people who were Catholic, and especially now Bridget, who you are now dating? Right. Well, and I don't know if I had any necessarily preconceived notions. Um, I come from a very conservative tradition in, in terms of Church of Christ, um, and it, it wasn't an obstacle in my head, but I can see where it might have been to some of my friends or my family members growing up. Um, as our relationship progressed, I, I never felt a pressure to either become Catholic or have Bridget, you know, join our tradition of, of Christianity, because how I understood it is, you know, we both love Jesus. We know Jesus loves both of us and all of us in terms of the all of humanity died for all of us. And so because our faiths were rooted in Christ and not necessarily in our traditions or, or, or what have you, um, I think that kind of led us more to concentrating on the relationship between ourselves and then the relationship to Christ as as a couple and, and eventually growing as one in a, as a married That married is couple terrific. Well. Mark, take yeah. us to break. Yeah. Those are great responses. Yeah. WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. And we come back, I'd like to ask Dan, in his parish experience, where do families fit into these uh, potential engagements and marriages? How do families feel? Uh, factor in. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit, and now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. 
and we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash catholicchicago. We're with Dr. Dan Olson, Director of the Office of Ecumenical Interreligious Affairs for the Arch Chicago, and Bridget Richardson and Dan Daniel, uh, who are uh, interfaith? Interfaith, interchurch. Interchurch couple. Uh, we're going to pre, uh, preface the question with two brief stories. I have one, Father Greg has one, we were talking at the break, and then we are going to ask Dr. Dan Olson about families in parishes, how they connect with this. I was sharing with Father Greg that my mother-in-law, who's since deceased, but she would have been 95 now, so you're talking about probably 72 years ago, she was dating a, she's Catholic, Roman Catholic, Presbyterian gentleman, a very nice young man, and her father took her took him aside and said you know you're a very nice man uh, but you're not catholic so he basically nixed the relationship and uh thank god we moved past that but greg you and i have the same similar story and that is uh my mother who died a year ago january would have been now 98 when she was dating one of her first dates she had with a gentleman who was jewish and my mother coming from 100 percent polish background told her mother, my grandmother, uh, I've started dating a Jewish man. And grandma, her mother, said to her, this relationship is over. You will marry a man who is Roman Catholic and Polish. Oh, wow. That's a double. A double. In my family, Roman Catholic and Polish. And so, Mark, you have a question for Dan along those lines. Yeah. Dr. Dan, um, your experience in parishes led you to this doctoral thing. What, what did you experience with families when um, couples would come practicing different faiths but wanting to be engaged and married in the church? Well, let me follow up what you said with a, a story of my own, which is my last name is Olson, which is a Norwegian Lutheran heritage. And when my grandma married my grandpa, it was understood that he was going to become Catholic. That mm -hmm. was end of the story, but my name actually has Lutheran origins, but um, she's in her 90s, um, still doing all right up in Wisconsin, oh, so there's God these stories you. that we have in our background. Mm -hmm. I, I forgot, Mark, that Dan Olson's that. a Packer fan. Uh-oh. You are? <laughs> this, this program's over. Uh, or, or enlightened, however you want to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> but to get to the parish question, uh, it was... There's, there's also family pressures that we need to address here as well, that so there's some expectations in circles that you marry a Catholic or a Polish Catholic or a Latino Catholic. And when those narratives get uh, upset, shall we say, there can be challenges that are presented, not just at the parish level, but within the larger context of one's family. 
The, the value, though, is that we begin new conversations about what it means to be Christian, what it means to be a Catholic or a member of the Church of Christ or an Orthodox Christian that might not have happened in the past. So there are real avenues uh, to begin new dialogues that we, we see in these uh, relationships, both at the parish level and the diocesan level, but also in the family use. Along those very same lines for Bridget and Daniel, we've shared our stories briefly regarding our own parents. When the both of you started dating, and rather seriously, when you told your parents about each other's faith tradition, what were your parents' reaction to the whole thing? I want you to go first. Um, my parents, they're both Catholic as well. And so they were kind of just like, okay, you know, tell us more. Mm-hmm. And they had met Daniel before. So they weren't just um, thinking that it was a random person that they may have met that I was introducing to them as an other in a way. They knew him. He had been my friend for a long time. So when they met him, they were like, oh, Daniel, we like him. Okay, now let's talk more deeply about what that means. Like, are you going to be married in the church? Like, what's that process like? But because Daniel and I had a really strong connection in terms of talking about these things out um, at the beginning, he brought to me and said, you know, would you like to get married in the Catholic church? I, we can do that. I'd love to do that. So um, we had already started that conversation together, which really helped. I think. Now, how about for you, Daniel, with your folks? Yeah, um, I would say that my, my mother grew up in the Church of Christ tradition. Um, my father's family was actually a little bit more um, fluid in their church relationship in terms of which uh, churches they went to, mostly Church of Christ. Um, but I would say their reaction initially uh, was kind of a little hesitant, but it was more about getting to know Bridget as a person, getting to know that she is a faithful person uh, in that she follows Christ and not that she you know, condemns others because they're not Catholic. Um, and so getting to know her as a person was obviously the, the biggest thing. Uh, and for me, it was just helpful for them to see that side of her. And then also that side of when they, they would come down and visit, that we have several friends who were, um, you know, parishioners at Christ the Redeemer Catholic Church. And they got to meet them and see that they were just normal people, just like uh, anyone else. And um, so that, that was the biggest part is just getting to know Bridget getting to know a few uh, other parishioners and other um, people within the Catholic faith and realizing that we're all Christians striving to live a a more Christ-centered life and make an impact here uh, in our communities, in our world. It was so interesting. Look at how the differences between our parents' generation, Mark, Mm -hmm. and with Dan, but Dan's younger than us, to uh, Much younger. Well, don't go too far. He's a Packer (laughs) fan, all right? And uh, compared to uh, Bridget and Daniel— what we're going to do is, Mark, take us to break. And, Dan, I have a question for you when we get back. So take us to break, Mark. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, Catholic Chicago. 312-255-8408. Or you can listen and watch us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned.
Catholic Charities in Lake County provides a comprehensive range of social services supporting individuals, families, and older adults. These include crisis assistance, shelter, clothing, family support, counseling, legal assistance, primary health care, and specialized services for seniors and veterans. Grab-and-go meals and food pantries help those who are experiencing food insecurity. Plus, we have a diaper depot to support low-income families and their infants. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call Catholic Charities of Lake County at 847-782-4000. That's 847-782-4000. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. We're back, Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750M on your dial, 312-255-8408, or you can watch us and listen to us on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg, you have a question. Uh, Dan, what quick question, this is Dan for Dan Olson. Yeah, I was always been raised in terms of the term interfaith. I'm seeing today on the sheet for us, it's also using the term interchurch. Are we talking the same thing, or is there some difference that I'm missing? Uh, it's a great question. Um, what I would say is they are different. Uh, interfaith usually speaks about marrying someone of a different faith tradition, a, a Muslim, a Buddhist, a Hindu. Um, interchurch speaks about an inter-Christian marriage, and in particular, we're talking about dedicated, uh, active couples that are very engaged in their faith when we use the term interchurch or ecumenical marriages. Um, there's many types of mixed marriages, religiously or otherwise. Um, what we're talking about today is those couples that are committed to their Christian faith, live it out in their respective traditions, and then participate in one another's church as much as possible while living out a Christ-centered life, which could be distinguished from an interreligious or interfaith marriage. Okay, thank you. That's a great clarification. Thank you, Dan. So along those lines, then, Daniel and Bridget, um, we probably have a lot of Catholic listeners, but, but Daniel, maybe um, you could share a little bit uh, about uh, the background of your faith, the Church of Christ, but then where do, your, where do our faiths intersect? Yeah, so we came out of um, a Reformation movement um, here in the States. I, I believe it was Alexander Campbell and um, 
I think Bardenstone. Don't don't quote me on that. I'm not <laughs> not a, a scholar of my religion by any means. Um, my brother is, but I, I'm not. <laughs> but we came out of a, a, a tradition that was seeking to kind of even break from other Protestant traditions, honestly, because um, they saw certain things that were um, didn't agree with scripture, mm-hmm. let's say, or mm-hmm. that's what the mindset was. It was about getting back to the church of Acts 2 in, in that sense. At least that's what the tradition uh, was when they created this uh, denomination, I'll say. Um and I would say the the main difference, if you ever go into a, a Church of Christ, is that uh, it's not it doesn't follow a certain liturgy uh, each week. Um, it's a different flow of worship. And then also, I would say 99% or maybe 90% nowadays uh, do not have instrumental music in their oh, wow. in their church service. Mm. So it's all acapella worship as well. Good. And that would be the main differences. Uh, and then. I would say, obviously, well, some we we have communion, but not the Eucharist. So there's no mm-hmm. transubstantiation and things like that, um, because there's not a priest presiding over the the service. Right? I have a so, question, Bridget, um, from what Daniel just saying, which is of interest, very interesting. In your now, you've been married for how many years now? Three years. Three years. Okay. Wow. And uh, uh, you know, Bridget, Daniel was pretty quick to know how long. I'm, I'm very impressed, Daniel. <laughs> Did you uh, see my face? Dan- <laughs> Dan- Daniel, when's, Daniel, when's your anniversary? It's May 18th, uh, ni- or 2019, or two, excuse me, May 19th, 2018. Sorry. Okay, good. You're, you're on a roll. You'll have dinner tonight, okay? It, uh, yeah, right. Even though Daniel is probably cooking with you anyway, so it... Uh, uh, yes, Br- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Bridget, uh, being Catholic background and Daniel's background... Church of Christ, in the three years, what have you found to be the most challenging in terms of religious differences? I mean, we love to focus on what's, what's, what we can what's, we can celebrate unites us, but there's also differences too. What has been the most challenging to this point? I'd say the most challenging has to do with Eucharist and like going to, because we go to two services. Well, before COVID, we went to two services. So we go to mass together and then after that, we go to um, Church of Christ worship. And the Eucharistic part was a struggle. And even, you know, people seeing that and not really understanding what's happening because everybody, when he'd be involved at Christ Redeemer, they'd assume that he's Catholic, which was fine. You know, um, he was a very active member and parishioner there too. Um, but, you know, when he'd get asked to join the Knights of Columbus, that question would come up, you know, <laughs> they see this active mm-hmm. guy who's, who's in everything and wanting to do everything. So they'd ask him to be a knight. And he's like, oh, I'm not Catholic. And then they'd say, Bridget, what's wrong with you? He's not Catholic yet, you know? <laughs> so, um, so I'd say some of those questions and then Eucharist for sure. Like you, when you get married, you're one. And so we are one. And for him not to be able to receive Eucharist almost doesn't make sense because we are one. Um, but you know, we understand church teaching. He's so respectful of, of Catholic tradition and, and, you know, our, our, um, our divine revelation. And I think that we're ready for the church to make those changes, but you know, that's, that's a hard point for both of us. And maybe let's bounce that back to Dr. Dan. Then, uh, as you look at the church right now, um, and you look at a couple like uh, Bridget and Daniel that would come 
to you in terms of wanting to be married? Where, where, does, it, where does the church fit in terms of uh, making them feel welcome? I think the, the church has a long way to go with this, to be frank. Um, I, I think we need to pour resources, develop materials, um, train pastors, deacons, and otherwise of how to best receive and welcome interchurch couples into our midst and our parishes. Um, in a sense, we, we don't know what to do with them. Um, and that's still the case, but this is increasingly a pastoral issue in our parishes. And I think we need to, to address it better, both from our marriage and family offices and, and otherwise. Um, we speak so much about how important marriage is. We, we consider Bridget and Daniel's marriage a sacramental marriage. So I think the church, in a sense, has to step up a bit and provide the resources that, that they need to navigate their challenges. Yeah, I think, you, you know, Dan, I would absolutely agree with you because <laughs> going back to our parents' generation, very few interfaith Interchurch oh. marriages was un- unheard of. You're Catholic. You marry a Catholic, uh, period. And that didn't always work. And that didn't always. And that always did not work exactly. And so, but you look at the world today, that many many couples getting married are both their interfaith, interchurch, and the Catholic Church. You know, the word Catholic means all are welcome. You know, universal. And so we have to find ways to celebrate what unites us. And to help families grow together, and uh, maybe just maybe the very the very last minute, uh, Bridget and Daniel, in three years of being married, regarding your interchurch relationship, what has surprised you the most in a in a great way? Um, I think that what has surprised me is the acceptance from each of our communities, because when they do get to know us and learn about our relationship, there's still that love. Like they want to know more. You have to be ready for those questions. And we've kind of trained ourselves to try to be as ready as we can. But it's just it's like iron sharpening iron. Like it's so beautiful. We learn more about ourselves, each other's faith, and then we educate a community that wouldn't know otherwise. And just in the last minute here, being down in Texas there, uh, Bridget and Daniel, a big question. Are you Houston Texan fans for football? <laughs> can, well, can, I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee, so oh, I'm actually Tennessee. a Tennessee Titans fan. So okay. Titans. Now, and um, I'm not sure you're going to like her answer. Bridget, put, but tell I'm us, Bridget. I'm actually a Packer fan. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Michael May <laughs> and Brian Hockeyman Brock. We're so. finished with Dan and with uh, Bridget. Can, can, Bridget before, Michael, Bridget's a Packer fan. <laughs> Beside Daniel, be, oh, no, beside Dan. Before we close, can I share one little tidbit of Father Greg' advice to married couples? He was a witness at our son and and his wife's marriage, and he said, "Marty, there are three words that you need to hold on to throughout your marriage." And I thought it was going to be, "I love you." He said, "I was wrong." It can go even further. You were We're right, right. (laughs) and I love you. Memorize those three. And uh, I want to thank, in a very special way, Dr. Dan Olson, who is the Director of Interreligious Ecumenical Affairs in the Archdiocese of Chicago. And also, a very special thank you to uh, Bridget and Daniel Richardson, an inter-church marriage couple. Uh, it's been a delightful conversation. We could have spoken. You. We could have had the whole hour together. I know, it was wonderful. You are listening to uh, WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sakowitz, Mark Teresi, 
255-8408. Also, we are on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Stay with us. We'll be back after a couple of minutes. But again, to Daniel and to Bridget and to Dan, thank, thank you. you so much. Great first half, uh, half hour. God bless you.